Hello and welcome to Book Lovers Companion. My name is Edith and right next to me is my lovely co-host, the Chattering Teacup. Hello. And here with us, returning guest from Iceland, Solveig Balstodir. Solveig, welcome back on the show. Thank you. Nice to be here. Wonderful <laughs> to have you back on the show. So we are here because your new book, Harm, came out this year, August, September 2022, number three in the English translations in your Ice and Crime series. And we had the honor and the pleasure to be present at the UK book launch on the 20th of October in London. Yeah. It was wonderful. It was a really nice evening. Yes, it yeah. was. And it was yeah. fabulous meeting you there in person. And we both came or come prepared. And I told you before I started the recording, nice job stringing us along again. I thought I knew who did it. Yeah, <laughs> I am not good at detecting. That's official. <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> uh, shall we start with the victim in this case? Our doctor. Yeah, with the victim. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It turns yeah. out... He isn't the person or he wasn't the person you would um, suspect him to be. In short, let's say he seems to be quite an a-hole, isn't he? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't want to give too much up. No, but, no, no. Uh, you know, every character, every person has its story. Uh -huh. And uh, he has definitely his story, yeah, of course. You know, and uh, he is, uh, he's not quite maybe a bad person. He is just, he has his uh, faults. Mm. He is uh, maybe uh, comes from, you know, certain way of thinking. Mm. And uh, he has power and uh, power can be bad. You know, if people don't have them, the right abilities to, uh, use it in the right way. But recovery, you know, he is uh, like uh, what you, in Iceland that we say, is he's the result of a uh, mm. certain way of thinking mm. and a uh, certain society and, and social things that have been developing through the ages, mm -hmm. you know? So in a way, he is uh, like uh, he's presenting some corners of our society. Do you get my meaning? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But everybody are, have their stories mm -hmm. and uh, people are shaped from different experiences and what culture they, they're upbringing. Mm -hmm. This, you know, from what kind could they come from? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you, yeah. you just, you just said he, represents a certain kind of background, a certain kind of way of living in society. Exactly. Uh, would you say this kind of behavior and how he uh, he treats other people is only prevalent in a certain age group or just in men? Or would you also say there in are women? Or in a profession? Or his profession makes him the way he behaves. When everything comes together. Oh. Now, yeah. I would say so. Mm -hmm. You know, when all these different angles comes together, it mm -hmm. makes a person, you know, mm -hmm. and, but maybe he just gets lost on the way 
you know, somewhere. When you lose this uh, connection to the people that are not mm-hmm. in the same class as you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or profession, you know. Yeah. But mm-hmm. his relationship with the Dilio, you know, the main character, the other main character is, uh, I, I often write about power and there's a lot of, uh, there's a huge gap between mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But she needs him in a way, yeah. of course. Yeah. And then she needs him. And then, you know, the respect for the people, for uh, this man who is, has more education, mm-hmm. is more civilized, and, you know, she has a troubled background. But I think it's, it's always interesting to uh, examine people uh, who come from different areas. And and uh, how they combine, mm-hmm. and 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 where the odds are, and you know, I find I I find people interesting, you know, all, all kind of people, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to talk about bad people or good people. It's just people. Mm-hmm. We are, we have all our mm-hmm. faults, and uh, mm-hmm. and I think also the... nobody's perfect. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> yeah. But, but this is, I think it's a really interesting area, yeah. power in yeah. society, in families, yeah. between people, you know, yeah. Yeah. in work. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, with the other characters, we also see that they're more complex than they appear in the beginning. Yeah. And different experiences shape the way they behave, uh, especially with ne- negative experiences. Negative. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you you said he he's more sophisticated. He's rich. Uh, mm-hmm. His girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I mean, you said everyone has has his or her flaws, like we all do. Mm-hmm. Could it be or would it be all right to say they both use each other mm-hmm. in their own way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. Mm-hmm. They do. Definitely. Definitely. Could we also say the way he behaves sometimes, his sophistication, his money, he uses it a little bit like a weapon, the way yeah. he the way he talks to her, the way he treats her. When when mm-hmm. we meet him at the beginning of the book, mm-hmm. for example, when he tells her she su- she should um, speak a little bit less and mm-hmm. things like that, and what mm-hmm. we learn the way when. They they um, interview her mother when she she tells the police officers mm-hmm. about the meeting and he held her uh, I don't know a, a a keynote speech about how to hold a wine glass for example <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah. he he uses that to to make his point maybe also to tell them you know I'm up here and you mm-hmm. you are down here yeah but That's completely right yeah yeah. He uses it, you know. So they, uh, every minute they feel that they are not as civilized, they are not as educated, they are not as high in society as he is. In this uh, fine uh, way, you know, he is not aggressive, he's just very polite, but he does it. You know, he's always putting some small things in, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So 
they feel less about themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, putting them yeah. he's a clever man. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. very intelligent. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. need he doesn't need the violence to put people no. in the in no. their place. No. no. But, but on the other hand, Delia chose him because she wants something from him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's also a spell, you know, uh, for her, she, because she does not have uh, strong self-esteem, you know, she is, she is rather weak. She is not, she's weak in a way because um, her past is preventing her from living her life fully, oh. you know, mm-hmm. she has this difficult, you know, yeah. she has this burden. Yeah. You know, people with, um, they have met, have had problems with their me- mental health. They have to meet so many, you know, we all have these unconscional, un, uh, you know, all these bias, you know, mm-hmm. all this, uh, it's, it's not, we are not, um, we are unconscious about it, mm-hmm. you know, but we have this bias in us, you know, we, we, we never forget that then, like, like Delio, she was in a, she had to be in a hospital for, because of her mental health. Yeah. And people never forget that. This is always in the back of the head, you know. Mm-hmm. And and so she is stepping a bit up being, you know, this doctor's fiance, you know. Mm-hmm. She's Yeah. So, you know, they, they need each other in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I also even though it's very unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it is yeah. indeed. And I got the impression from the book that mental health or taking care of your mental health is a big thing at the moment in Iceland. Yeah. And, and you know, there are so many people. I, I, I read a lot. I read interviews. I talk to people. And uh, I try to keep in, you know, to, to follow up mm-hmm. with what people are thinking about. Mm-hmm. And, and I like to have, you know, talks with all kinds of people, mm-hmm. you know, everywhere in society. You know, it's so important for me as a writer. And uh, I got the feeling that there are so many people looking for a quick fix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why, you know, they can't see the wood for the trees. You have that saying, we yeah. have it in Iceland. Yeah, we yeah. have to too, yeah. Uh, you know, they aren't prepared to do the work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's needed. Yeah. That's why I... Uh, studied a bit about these, all these cocoa, ah. you know, uh-huh. all these treatments, cocoa uh-huh. and the ayahuasca and, uh, you know, I'm not saying anything bad about it. Uh-huh. It's just, it's not a quick fix. You have to do the work, uh-huh. yep. you know, it's okay to try all these new areas, you know, uh-huh. what is not traditional, uh-huh. but you have you 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 will always have to do the work. Yeah, you know there is no quick fix. So that's why that's why I put that thing in mm-hmm. talking about mental health mm-hmm. because I wanted to write about a person who is burdened with this past, with her past. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but it it is not just and asking a question. Yeah, 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 yeah perfect. Yeah. But it's not just her who has been or is burdened by the past. I mean, all all the of other them, characters. The, the other characters, her whole group of friends, they all have a big burden they're carrying with them all the time. And like you said, they think 
a quick fix, but it turns out. Hmm. Isn't, mm -hmm. isn't it also maybe dangerous to oh. put everything on one card and say, okay, this, this experience will fix me? Yeah. Which is That's most exactly likely not. Yeah. 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 There is no quick fix. There's no one ill. There's no one trip into the forest of Amazon <laughs> or, or in yeah. or whatever, Peru or whatever. You have to do the work, but it can, maybe it can help you on the way. Maybe it's helpful in a way, but you have to do the work. So, and all these people, you know, all th this group of friends, they haven't known each other for many years. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You have to um, think about where they met. Yeah. I'm not going to say too much. No, no. But, you know, yeah. they were all looking for the same thing. And um, I think most people have some stories, something they would like to get rid of yeah. in their past. I think probably mm. most of us have something. Yeah, definitely. So, and their hauntedness. I mean, you touched upon it in your in your background of your characters. I mean, some more, some less. I mean, my question is: they're also in a certain age bracket compared to the victim, for example. Do you think it's also their age that makes them more, maybe even gullible to try this pill to fix it in a quick way? Is it an age thing? Is it a background thing? Or what What would you say? Or is it just uh, the thing at the moment that right now we try to fix everything just, yeah, I don't know, with, with a quick thing, not just... Like you said, putting putting much work into going through our issues. Or is it just that younger people are more willing to accept oh. that they have uh, mental issues? I could agree on both. Mm -hmm. I think like, like the ayahuasca thing and the cocoa thing and all that, that's a trend now, mm. you know. But um, I think we are more open and that's a good thing mm -hmm. to face our difficulties and problems and talk about them. And that's a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I was brought up in, you know, nobody talked about anything, you know, mm -hmm. the problems. It's just soldier on, mm -hmm. you know, be strong, you know, don't be weak. Mm -hmm. Just be strong and, you know, don't, uh, don't, uh, uh, don't make any drama about things, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So I think it's a really good thing nowadays. The people are more open. They speak openly, more freely. That's a good thing, mm -hmm. really good thing. But in a society yeah. like ours at the moment, where everything has to be fast and quick, like you said, the 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 quick fix maybe it's yeah. a yeah. bit e too easy. Yeah, yeah. That's the other side of this. Yeah, yeah. we want everything to be very fast and yeah. quick, and you know. We don't have time. We go on the anything. internet and, and we maybe instead of uh, trying to solve out your things in, with the right people, you go on the internet and you uh, put something out on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And uh, you get all kinds of response mm -hmm. instead of, you know, you're working things out in a more, in a more uh, like professional way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
problem. Yeah, listeners, our CEO demands attention. Just, I'm back in a moment. Our CEO, just explain, please. Teacup, you said it's also a question of, it's my guess, it's a question of generations because how we deal with it. You just mentioned it. Back then, you just kept on going, stiff upper lip and everything. Mm -hmm. And isn't that also a bit reflected in one of the colleagues in the police force where he makes his... hmm, jokes about the suspect yeah. and he says, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. People are always whining. and, and yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah. talking about labels. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's, it, it's always good to have a contrast, you know. Yeah. 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 When you're yeah. writing. Yeah. yeah. And it's so that even if we talk more about mental illnesses, um, it's still not considered the same as uh, say, um, a physical illness because if someone maybe broke it, uh, one's leg, it heals and then it's over. But yeah. if someone has a mental illness, it mm-hmm. s- somehow often leaves a stain yeah. for the rest of the life. Yes. And it makes it That's difficult what... to speak about it. Yeah. Yeah. May I also so... ask, sorry. May I also ask about the question of harm? Because the book is called Harm. Hmm. Is it true that nobody in the book is unharmed? Because all of them are harmed in a way. Yes, that's true. That's true. You got it right. One way or the other. I mean, when you look at all of our characters, they they were all in a way harmed. Nobody has been left untouched. No. Even our detectives. Yeah, so it would seem the perfect title then. Yeah, you you know Anstead Wither's story from the book before, mm-hmm. Silence. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And she is still dealing with that issue. But I find it very, it's, it's necessary that she comes, and, and important, that's the right words, that she comes out strong, mm-hmm. you know? And she doesn't want to be the victim for the rest of her life. Yeah. So you see the parallel mm-hmm. between Diljau and her story yep. and Amsterdam because some things can happen to you, like in these two cases, they can, you know, stick on you. You can't get rid of them. Mm-hmm. So what you follow, you, you follow Amsterdam and her struggle to be accepted as Elsa Gurun, again, you know, mm-hmm. not the victim of yeah. what she went through. It's like I've heard people say that about cancer, that they don't want to be the cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they're still the person, mm-hmm. but they have cancer, mm-hmm. but it's not, they are not the cancer, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm, I was trying to get through. Yep. And um, yeah, so... Yes, that's true. Every person in the, every character in this book has a harm in one way or another. You know, they are not all that big. Some are smaller than the other, but we have to remember, even though I'm, I'm writing about all these society issues and all these issues like mental health and uh, the generational uh, trauma and uh, the unconscious bias and uh, yeah among other things we have to remember that despite all these considerations harm is primarily 
uh, thriller mm-hmm. with characters and mm-hmm. uh, events yep. that are, of course, close to our real life. Because I want to write about real life, you know, uh, uh, like uh, about people like you and me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the, the person next door, yep. you know, yep. that's the main thing. Yep. So I hope that my readers uh, or future reader, readers won't be scared about this, <laughs> all this talk about, you know. <laughs> no. I, I but, but, you know, I have to read about, mm-hmm. I have to write about something. I have to have... Um, I have to be uh, passionate mm-hmm. about what I write. Yep. So, like, I don't have a book this year, but I've already started on my eighth book. And that's because I was still thinking, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not a factory. Yeah. You know, I'm a writer. I, I need to have something on my mind. I ha- need to be passionate about something to write. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's why. I write, so I always had these things, these issues on my mind, but of course I'm writing thrillers. Mm-hmm. No. And uh, which also brings us to the question, how did you come by the idea for harm? What gave you the idea? What came first? The, the idea for the victim, the doctor or uh, other things or what, what was it? What tipped you off yeah. to write the right harm the way you did? Funny enough, it was the nature in Westman Islands. I travel a lot around Iceland. I need the nature. I, I, I just to thrive. I need to go out to the nature. And I was in Westman Islands because of another book I was writing or thinking about at the time. And then I was in this, it's called Herjolstalus. It's the valley mm-hmm. where they had their big, big, you know, concert every year. It's like, it's like a, almost a national day for the small island. There's only hmm. like five, pe- mm-hmm. 5,000 people who live there, 4,500 or something. And, you know, people come all over for this big feast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was there looking at the high cliffs and the birds, you know, it's the puffin. They have lots of puffins. And suddenly I came up with this idea about this luxury caravan standing alone there because I was there after the big fest, the mm. big feast. Uh-huh. And uh, like a week later or so, and then there was nobody there <laughs> except only like two or three tourists. So then I saw this caravan and I just imagined this doctor <laughs> flying in there <laughs> and he started to, you know, Develop and uh, I started to improvise in my mind. And then my husband left me alone because the, we were there together. You know, when I get a little bit strange, <laughs> you know, no, I, and I won't talk to him again. And I just start walking alone, talking to my phone, you know, <laughs> recording. It happened like that. And then this, all this. All this thing about ayahuasca and mm-hmm. uh, came in mind because I was just listening to some podcasts and mm-hmm. yeah. I went to uh, like a small seminar mm-hmm. about this thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, then it mm-hmm. all came together. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dilia was born in my mind. 
at that yeah. moment, at that moment, at that certain moment, she was born there. No, in Western Islands. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Okay. Not still young, okay. But a young woman, uh-huh. younger okay. woman. Okay. And and I was thinking about this, you know, uh, fleeing from the island. The only way to go to the mainland is uh-huh. with a ferry. Uh-huh. But it only takes like half an hour or so, uh-huh. like thirty forty minutes. Uh-huh. And um, it goes, you know, the ferry goes many times a day. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. and. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but it's yeah. it seems like a very beautiful area. This Western Islands. Oh, it is, it is definitely, and it has a very uh, remarkable and strong history because they had this uh, the volcano. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, uh, there are many islands. Mm-hmm. Western Islands are many islands, and uh, the the biggest one is Heimae. Mm-hmm. It's like the home islands mm-hmm. is the biggest one. And it's the only one that people live in. And one night, I think it was like 70, 1970, oh, I forgot. You have to Google it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the people there, the inhabitants, they woke up with the, that the sleeping volcano had started to start an eruption. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in few hours, all the inhabitants had to flee over <laughs> to the mainland. <laughs> it was terrible. You, yeah. I, I, you should Google it and read about it. Yes. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a big, big, huge, it's a huge, and it's a very interesting story. And it uh, made a huge impact on everybody who lived there. And in the book, in Harm, there's yeah. uh, one or two chapters that takes place. In the, you know, museum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where they, it's called Altheimar, mm-hmm. the fire world. Mm-hmm. And you can see the remains of the houses, mm-hmm. few houses. And, and you can read about the whole story. You know, it was, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, but luckily no one died <laughs> except one man who got a heart attack. Oh. But luckily, all the ships and the boats were in the harbor. Hmm. So it was easy to mm-hmm. flee yeah. Yeah. over to the mainland. Yeah. But nobody was allowed there except for the, the rescue queue, you know, that were trying to rescue people's, uh, rescue the properties and, and for many, many, many months. But they tried to stop the lava mm-hmm. with with cold sea, you know, like, like okay. when, yeah, to stop it. To cool it down. Cool it down. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it made a difference. Mm-hmm. Made a difference. Okay. Yes. But uh, when you come to the Westman Islands, you, you, you're so touched by this. It's so close to us in time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And uh, almost even the people, even the younger people that weren't born by that born by that time, they are touched by it. This story, mm-hmm. everything reminds you of it. Mm-hmm. But so you can. There's a lot, lot to see, mm-hmm. and uh, the new lava, and uh, to bring on the bright side of it, the harbor is much better <laughs> now <laughs> and before the eruption. And uh, 
the people are really nice. They didn't all come, came back. They didn't all came back. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there have never been as many living there as before mm-hmm. the eruption. Okay. It must be strange returning after such an event. Yes, yes, yes. And your house is ruined. And, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And you but didn't, they, they've done a good job. Yeah, and, 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 and they were not, you know, the, the, it was not the whole town. I don't yeah. remember how many houses, but they were many. Yeah. And... Not, let's not forget they have great restaurants. Ah, <laughs> that's important. The best ah. in Iceland. Yeah. Ah, mm, so, so now it's more, it's it's a very important tourist tourist destination. Would you say? This yeah, place? it's not crowded with tourists, but it's a really nice destination destination for mm-hmm, tourists. Mm-hmm, yes, I mm-hmm. would say so. Just to take a look at the islands and sail between the islands, it's so beautiful. Then they have a. Well, one of the most amazing golf courses in ah, Iceland. Okay. I'm yeah. not a golf player, but okay. For all these yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay, good. And the pumpkins. <laughs> ah, they, they, they look <laughs> funny. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And, and yeah. you did not besmirch the landscape by bludgeoning our victim to death. He died rather quietly. And which also brings me to the question, place. I mean, you have lots of places to choose from. In, in Iceland to make, to make, to set your books in. Yeah. Beautiful landscape, yeah. beautiful setup. How hard, in, in, how many, hard is it to decide on yeah, the right Many one? options to get rid yeah. of bodies. Yeah. How yes. hard, how hard is it then to decide where to set your books? Just like you said, you, you were there on a trip and you decided. That's it. Yeah. How hard yeah. is it to find the exact right spot for your I setting? I think the spot finds me. Ah, mm-hmm. like in the fox. Mm-hmm. My first book that was translated into English, mm-hmm. the spot found me. Yeah, I just got this feeling, you know, it started to grow in my brain, <laughs> the story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. in the fox. So, yeah, yeah. And Silence, the book number yeah. two that has been translated to English, that book mostly takes place in Reykjavik. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The beginning of my new book, the one I'm writing now, is in Reykjavik, but I don't know where it's going to take me. Maybe mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah, I think it's um, it's just inspiring mm-hmm. to uh, to go to new places and uh, be open for yeah. what the place brings to you. Do you think you said the the place found you? Yeah, I think so. In the fox. Okay. And yeah. do you think it might happen, since you also said you travel a lot, that you might have a place that finds you which is not in Iceland? And how would that impact mm. you as a writer and your story? Yeah, uh, my first three books, my first thing, three books about Gwyrgeir mm-hmm. and his team have not been translated mm. to English yeah. because I was with another publisher by then. And uh, in the first book, he goes to uh, Glasgow mm-hmm. and to Scotland. Mm-hmm. And uh, in my third book, it would be called Pure in English. Mm-hmm. A part of it takes place in Sweden. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's called Smålandet. Mm-hmm. It's a... It's close to where, you know, Astrid Lindgren? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, Pippi Langstrom? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. 
she was born in Smolanet. Okay. So, so it's close to her mm-hmm. birthplace. Mm-hmm. So I haven't been all, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, you know, I, I don't locate every book in mm-hmm. Iceland, but mostly, but mostly. Yeah. It's, when I go to other countries, it's, um, it's only for a chapter or two mm-hmm. or so. And uh, did you feel the influence of the place in your writing? The different place? Did you feel the influence mm. of the place in yes, your writing? Yes. And I have to go there. Mm-hmm. I have to stay there. Mm-hmm. No, some writers, they just Google. Mm-hmm. No, they just use Google Maps. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but I have to go there. Mm-hmm. I have to stay there. Mm-hmm. And uh, like uh, in Harm, mm-hmm. I got this idea visiting Westman Islands. And then when I had started writing the book, I went again mm-hmm. and I stayed there for a week. Mm-hmm. And I stayed in Herjogsdalur, in this valley, mm-hmm. in a caravan. <laughs> in the luxury yes. caravan? No. <laughs> <laughs> But it was okay. <laughs> so this... But I went to look at, you know, to take a look at, you know, the luxury ones, yeah. you know, that cost many millions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, but but I had to experience it mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course, I used my Im- imagination, and uh, but I have to get the right feeling, you know, mm-hmm. get yeah. in my bones. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, could you choose a destination you'd like to visit, and then set something there, or so you go on a research trip, or does it have to somehow appear? In your mind, that's where you need to set the story. I go, I travel a lot, as I told you before. And uh, if I get the feeling, you know, I go again or stay there for a longer time. Uh, there has to be something strong about the place. Hmm. You know? There has to be something that really appeals to me. I visited West, the Westbjörds mm-hmm. this summer. I have been there before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the landscape is enormous. It's, you know, the, the, the mountains are, there are so many and they are so huge and you are so small comparing, you know, mm-hmm. we human beings, we are so small in this landscape. So maybe someday I'll write a story that takes place in the West Coast. Mm-hmm. But Wilkir Fransham, he comes from a part of Westwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did this answer your question? I forgot the question. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> Don't worry. But yeah. would you say that one, or can you imagine, let's put it that way, can you imagine that yeah. one day you open uh, a map and close your eyes and just, I mean, if it's not right in the middle of the Pacific, but <laughs> just put your finger on the on the map and say, oh, I'm going here and let's see what happens. And then I'm going to write a book about it. Could that happen? Do you think? Probably, but it sounds like a very nice uh, thing for uh, students in creative writing, you know, <laughs> some <laughs> good practice. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, No, I don't think I, no, I need something more, you know. Okay. I need something more, but it's a good thing for okay. when you're practicing, you know. Uh-huh. Okay. 
Okay. Like, like you, you, you do, you write one sentence and then mm-hmm. you try to write something mm-hmm. around it or, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. Okay. who knows? I, I also have a question about, you said uh, you were interested in people. And yeah. We have never been to Iceland before and we imagine that the landscape in Iceland is quite different. Depends where you are. So how would you say as someone from Iceland, does the landscape in Iceland shape you hmm. as people? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And in what way? How would you describe it? How how does the landscape, the different parts shape you as Icelanders? I can only speak for my own behalf on this matter. Because I was when I was very young, I was sent to a very isolated farm in the east side of the country. It was uh, almost every children were sent to, you know, stay on a farm for like one, two or three months every summer. Mm. It was uh, considered as very healthy and good for young children. And uh, I was lucky. I was in a very good place and with uh, good people. And... Uh, But they were, we are not all that lucky, you know, some had a very bad experience, but the, it was part of our life. So we learned to be in a harmony with the nature as I did from a very young age. Uh, I was on the east side of Iceland with a very, very strong landscape. Mm-hmm. It's almost, it's, it's so powerful, you know, with the, With the glacier and the black sands and the huge mountains and the rocks and uh, it's you know it's very strong and it shaped me and I need to go out to the nature every year you know I would just mm-hmm. go mad but I I can't speak on the behalf of younger people mm-hmm. that don't have that connection mm-hmm. like like. Young people grown up today, nowadays, mm-hmm. they are not sent out in the country except for if they have like grandparents or mm-hmm. relatives. So maybe they are not as connected mm-hmm. as I am mm-hmm. to the nature. I think it's very important to be connected because otherwise we just lose, lose the, the this important earthly connection you know mm-hmm. yep so yep. so in my so i i can only speak for myself mm-hmm. on my own behalf and it's very important it's very important and probably if you don't have a connection you don't care too much about it yeah mm-hmm. and it's yeah. also very important i think mm-hmm. 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 yeah it is yeah yeah i also wanted to ask you Solvik, since you are a very successful writer now with your translations. What would you say, in your opinion, is the reason why, for example, Icelandic fiction or Nordic fiction is so popular? What makes it so popular? What is the key ingredient, or not just one maybe, more than one key ingredient that makes it so popular? Mm, I don't have the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, I, maybe guess, guess, work, guess work. Any idea what makes? Yes, of course. You know, when, when these, uh, like, uh, the first 
you know, in the old days, uh, when uh, Schöbel and Van Leuf, the sweetest couple, mm-hmm. you heard about them? Oh, no, no, they, they, I think they are almost the first one that got popular. They were in like 70 something or 80s. And they wrote about, and it was not, uh, not this uh, harsh, uh, not, uh, not this harsh noir. Mm-hmm. It was not this dark with guns and with the, you know, very cold people that were just, you know, all this, like the career, like uh, many of these, Raymond Chandler and, you know, this, mm-hmm. they wrote about their chival and valor. They wrote about people mm-hmm. that are doing the work as police in the police. Mm-hmm. And uh, they humanized mm-hmm. this. And then later there was Henning Mankel, mm-hmm. like, for example. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Many others that they were talking, they were writing about social issues and the main characters they got. This, they were more humanist. They were, they had mm-hmm. all these faults and flaws. And yes, and many of them were jacked too much or had their problems in their personal lives and blah, blah, blah. So on. Maybe it's just that mm-hmm. they, they were closer to us mm-hmm. than the heroes before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The more like relatable. The, yeah. They were close and they were more relatable yeah. than the mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. The, 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 like in the, the, the British mm-hmm. general or mm-hmm. French or German, I don't know, but mm-hmm. maybe. I'm mm-hmm. just guessing. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, so like, like in the later, uh, the, the grave with the dragon tattoo, mm-hmm. you know, Yes, uh, writing about Steve Lashen is writing about like these problems, like like um, child abuse and, mm-hmm. and, and difficult social issues. I think so. That's that's. Uh, but I think that Nordic Nor is is developing very fast, and mm-hmm. we got more and more different angles mm-hmm. in the genre. So I think it's really interesting how it's where it's going now. Because um, like we, the Icelandic authors that have been translated, we are very different from each other. We all have our specialities, but I think so, yeah. I wonder, as you mentioned the translations, does the fact that your books are being translated uh, influence the books you write from that point on? I try not to, because I think it's really important to keep my mm-hmm. identity clear, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. right? But I know, yeah. not trying to impress foreigners. Mm-hmm. So I won't be putting elves or <laughs> uh, some strange thing into my books just to put them there, yeah. you know, just to yeah. try to impress uh, foreign readers. No, I think stick to the basics, stick to your own nationality and what you know, and that will impress the right readers, the right readers that appreciate what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if I write, if, if I read a book from Afghanistan or from India or something, I want, want to get, you know, a view, uh, an inside view into that society. Mm-hmm. 
I don't want it to be globalized. You know, yeah. I want yeah. to, yeah, I want it to be pure. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm not going into some mainstream just thing, just trying to be popular. No, never. <laughs> <laughs> and perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. If you stay true to yourself and uh, the style you're writing, and you're writing mm -hmm. from a certain country, it gives the reader from somewhere else the possibility to travel there. Yes. And yes. experience something new. Uh -huh. Yes. That's the beauty of literature. Uh -huh. You get to, you, you get this insight. You, you, you learn about other people, yep. how they think, how they live. Yep. And, and, and you travel through reading books. Exactly. And yeah. you learn about everything, the culture, you know, the buildings, the nature, yep. how people think how the society works and that's the good thing uh -huh. that's the, the 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 magical thing about literature yeah yeah the, the, the thing i love the most yeah about yes. literature and do yeah. you think that writing crime fiction or writing thrillers makes it even easier because the genre is so versatile more versatile than other genres for example yes yes I think so. You know, I got into writing time fiction just for, uh, it was just a coincidence. You know, I wasn't going to write a book. By that time, I was a teacher, but I always been into some creative things. Like, and I was an actor before, but I was before I started teaching and I needed something. I needed to be cr more creative. So I, I have a degree in literature, but I went into a course in creative writing with a, and the teacher is a, uh, was, he's not with us anymore, a great writer. And I started to write and he encouraged me, encouraged me. Mm -hmm. And I wrote a few chap chapters. Then I needed more thrill in the story. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it happened ah. yeah I needed more I wanted you know the blood to <laughs> streaming through my veins while I was writing you know yeah. I, needed to, I needed some excitement yeah. you know so I, I just needed some excitement in my life by then <laughs> so I sometimes say it as a joke but I didn't you know do something like uh, divorcing my husband and go to India or anything. No, I just locked myself up in a room. I started to murder people. In books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sounds exciting. But, I mean, but, uh, in books is important. Yeah, in books. <laughs> but don't misunderstand me yeah. because I am not, I'm not interested in and uh, murders yeah. that's not the thing i'm interested in people and i'm interested in why people become the way they are and why they do certain things mm -hmm. and and like in all my books it's something happens mostly for some coincidence you know mm -hmm. and the snowball starts to run you know It starts to become bigger and bigger and bigger until you can't stop it. Yeah. Yeah. You, 
you're not used to this metaphor. No, 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 no. no. I know that I know it. it I mean, you yeah, you yeah. are right yeah. because when yeah. when we look at at the books and especially now since we've just finished your book Harm, I mean, it's tragic. I mean, yep. one way or the other, it's tragic. Yeah, it's not. And yeah. and you mentioned it before when you were on the show. You do not dwell on the gore. It's not about gore. It's not about blood splashing no. all over the pages. Never. And But, and it's not necessary, like you said, getting to know the characters, what motivates them, what are their reasons, and can we relate to them? And yeah. I think we can relate. We can relate to all your characters one way or the other. Thank you. Uh, Thank absolutely. You. Well, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I think there's enough drama yeah. um, in human interactions. Yeah. You don't need yeah. the, the blood and gore. No, no. No, no, absolutely not. And you don't even need, I've I said it before, you don't even need the washed out detective. I no. mean, it's been overdone by far right now. No. And I, I also said that before, it's refreshing. Thank you for not making him the washed out, drunk and whatnot. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, I did that very, you know, I was determined to do that, to create my main detective as a very just normal man with a normal and healthy life, yeah. but he couldn't be that normal that he would be boring. <laughs> he's not boring. You know, no, he's not and boring. You always have to some, ha have something that's uh, interesting. Yeah. And I believe he has that. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's also nice to see him go shopping for dinner and <laughs> being in, in, his, uh, in his thoughts and forgetting um everything around him yeah. it makes him so tangible human. it makes yeah. him human yeah. and not a superhero like you said before the raymond chandler types of superheroes or i don't know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. they are either they are either like you said superheroes or complete flawed characters and yet at the same time they are superheroes now he's a human being yeah with all his yeah. prejudices and biases And yes. he needs also his, his, his wife, his colleague to even him out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cyrus, you know, he used to be on yeah. the top, yeah. but now Cyrus is. And she is maybe a bit as this comic relief fans, <laughs> you know. Especially with her, with her weekly motivational yeah. sentences yeah. where everybody yeah. says, Uh, what? <laughs> and nobody dares to say something. Yeah, no, no, of course not. <laughs> what does it be? I, I haven't got a clue. Yeah, true. But yeah. she's also needed, I think. It, it, gives, yeah. it gives everything yeah. the, the right balance. Yeah, yeah. Char Character-wise. Yeah, thank you. That's, that's perfect. So, Solvik, what would you like to share with our audience? What is to come? Plans? Future plans? What would you like to share? Yeah, my future plans. You're thinking about my? Yes, yes, my? yes. Not, and, and, and I'm not talking about being a grandmother who spoils the grandchildren. <laughs> Just your, your writing, uh, your writing future. <laughs> yes, I have started on my writing my eighth book. Okay. Number eight. In, imagine it's only 10 years since my first book was published. So many things have happened. 
And I'm so grateful for it. And now I have just started on my eighth one. And uh, I always just try to do my best, you know, mm-hmm. and hope for the best. But, you know, I always try to make the next one better than the last one. That's my only goal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's my hope for the future, to write better, better books and more books. More books, please, yes. They're, yes. Al- they're, al- they're already perfect as they are, in my humble opinion. Give us more. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to read them. Yes, we, we're going to read them. Of course, we are going to read them. And one last question. Uh, you will be at uh, Iceland Noir this year? Yes, yes. I will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. It's a great Noir. It's a great festival. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, There are so many interesting people coming there. Yeah. So will you be there too? Uh, no, sadly not. Sadly not. It's a question of time and money. And there has yeah. also been some encouragement on Twitter about e-tickets. Maybe <laughs> can you can you put it on the wish list? Just for questions. <laughs> yeah, e-tickets. <laughs> Because that 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 we we could be mm-hmm. we could attend if. There is would be yeah. the possibility of okay because okay. if if we if you can watch it via Zoom or I don't know any other oh yes 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 that would be Ooh. that would be great I don't because know about that because I'm not part yeah. of the organizing yeah. thing but yeah I hope so like because a lot of people yeah. would be interesting to attend yeah. in, in that way because we can't all travel. Yes, and yes, you don't yes, want us all to yes. come. <laughs> yeah, you don't want us all to come because yeah, you don't. Might be too much. But yeah, your for your little island, it might be too much for your little island. <laughs> no, 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 no. It wouldn't be. Yeah, it wouldn't be. Iceland is, you know, the country is really big, but the population <laughs> is small. Yeah, we we are we you can't. Know, we are, uh, yeah. Yeah. Iceland is three times bigger than Denmark. Looking. At it that yeah. way, I mean. So we have enough room. Yeah, land, but the population yeah. is yeah. small. Yeah, because it's a harsh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we have this. Yeah, yeah, but it's a harsh landscape. But uh, yes. you don't come across as harsh, you Icelanders. You come across oh. as very nice and cozy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And likewise. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I mean, it does not reflect in the way you are received by others. I mean, people from Iceland, they're always nice and they're good fun. Mm-hmm. And it's nice being around you. Yeah. They seem really nice. Maybe we need to keep warm inside. <laughs> it's so cold outside. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, but so... That would be that would be a great wish from a lot of people, I think, to have Iceland Noir on some sort of Zoom presentation, yeah. so we can so we yeah. can watch as well. Yeah, especially you if you can't travel. Send uh, you know a question or send them, you know, email them oh. and ask about it, and oh. I can do that too. Oh. Yeah, I might do that. Yeah. I might do that. Yeah. Oh. But I mean, why not? All they can say is no. I mean, mm-hmm. you can always mm-hmm. ask. Yeah, you yeah. can always ask. Yeah. And you I've... put in the the thought. Yeah, you know yeah. the idea. Yeah, because I'm sure, I'm certain, 
that they yeah. would sell a lot of tickets because there's a yeah. lot of interest in Iceland yes. and in the yes. festival. Yes, so. yes. Huh? I can I can write to Ragnar in Russian right after this chat. Uh, Ask him about it. Yes, yeah. no problem. Yeah. They're good friends. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. So. I will write as well, maybe. Sure. Yeah. Iceland Noir and ask the question, definitely. Solvig, yeah. is there anything else you would like our listeners to know? Uh, about my books. Whatever. About your books, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> uh, you caught me off guard. <laughs> I would just like peace in the world. That's the main thing. Yeah. So mm. we could all live in peace and harmony, mm. even though on right fine books, I'm a very peaceful person. <laughs> yeah. Mm. You, you get rid of the aggression all in, in writing. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, the yes. best way. The best way. I think prime writers are very, uh, you know, most of them, almost everybody yeah. are very, all I have met, a very warm and nice person. Mm. And I think uh, we get all this. Um, we get like uh, you get everything out, uh, everything bad out of your system mm-hmm. by writing. So uh, it's like a therapy huh? in a way. True, yeah. true. Writing. Yep. And rumor has it that romance authors are the most dangerous ones. Yeah, I heard that too. <laughs> yes, they're <laughs> always stabbing each other's in the back. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Yeah, I think writing crime fiction is a way of, you know, the Greek word catharsis. Oh, mm. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like, you know. Yeah, get rid of all the bags. Yep. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah, no. probably. Yeah. No, I don't have any big thing to announce except I'm going to concentrate on my new book. And I hope that my readers enjoy my books that are already out in English and um, of course that I will get some new new readers uh-huh. I hope so uh-huh. so and I, it's just a wonderful feeling that people that read other languages can read my work today uh-huh. it's a great feeling uh-huh. and uh, I'm really grateful to uh, grateful for uh, Quentin Bates, my translator, he is so, he's so great. He's, no, there are not that many that can translate from Icelandic. So I'm very lucky. And, uh, Carlos books, this new publishing house, they are so brave and they have a strong vision and uh, they're brave and mm. visionary. Yep. And uh, yep. I hope for the best for Carlos books. So yeah. do we. But they we... won't go bankrupt because I books. No, no, they won't. No, they won't. No. They have their own wealth. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And I'm sure you might gain quite the audience also across the pond because, as far as we know, Icelandic or Nordic authors are very much sought out in the United States as well. Yeah. yeah. Your audience is growing, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I think so too. That's yeah. a really good thing. Yeah. 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 Tika? More questions for yeah. us? Nope. So nope. Nothing so, more from us. So so Rick, thank you again for yeah, joining us, you. for making time for us. Thank you. It was thank a pleasure. You. Really nice talking to you. And 
Thank you. Thank you for reading my books. It was our pleasure. pleasure always. You did enjoy this episode as much as we did? Then hit subscribe and don't miss the next episode. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. If you like to support us and buy us a coffee, you can do so via Buy Me Coffee and other platforms. You can find all the necessary links in the description. Until next time.